Hello, and welcome to Michael's Record Collection, episode number 10. I'm Michael Citro, your host, and uh, we're doing something a little bit different on this episode. We're going to speak with Ben Montgomery of Records Revisited. It's a podcast that uh, does just what it says. It revisits records, and uh, they do it in an interesting and new way that uh, I really enjoy. What they do is they have a guest on, usually a musician, but sometimes it could be a writer, it could be a, a sports celebrity, and they talk about records and they really dissect them. They get into these records and they, they score them. They give each song a score and, uh, you know, say it's a, a 10 song album, it would be 1 to 10. And then they tally up the scores at the end of the show and they figure out the winners and losers, I guess. So uh, it's an interesting way to look back at your records. It's an interesting new way to look at them because it, it really forces you to think about why you like songs, what makes one song better than another in your mind, that kind of thing, and, and you really get in-depth, and it, it's really a lot of fun, too. So uh, if you're a music geek, I think this is right up your alley. If you're listening to this show, I think it would probably be up your alley. So I want to thank Ben Montgomery for coming on and telling me a little bit about his podcast. You can find Records Revisited uh, on all the podcast platforms, pretty much, and you can also find them on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. So, um, you know, just do searches there because they're all slightly different, differently named due to the, the different uh, platforms having different availabilities. So, Records Revisited, I, I enjoy it. I think you will too. And, I mean, this is a, just a conversation between two guys who love music and they talk to each other about how they got into music, what their favorite songs were, how, you know, they sort of feel about music, how they collect music, and that kind of thing. And, and, I mean, it's you, maybe you will hear something that sounds familiar to you in this podcast. So let us get into that interview. Enjoy. All right. Uh, welcome to another installment of Michael's Record Collection. This week we are, are talking with Ben Montgomery from Records Revisited. It's a it's a great podcast. And you know what? I'm gonna I'm rather than me talk about it, Ben. I want you to give your little elevator pitch about your podcast. Okay, uh, I'll see what I can do on that. I'm the I'm the worst at promoting myself because I feel like it's just braggadocious when I start <laughs> talking about it. Uh, we are a uh, podcast that uh, talks about music. I mean, that's that's essentially what it is. We have guests on for almost every episode, uh, mostly musicians, but we do run the gamut of um we've had some authors on we've had um uh we've had alexi lawless who is a uh, soccer player but he's also a music nerd and um uh del murphy the mvp from the atlanta braves uh also also a music guy and um so we had him on for an episode really it's just people talking about a record that they love uh, our premise is a little bit different, but because we make our guests score the record from favorite to least favorite, mm -hmm. and then we come up with a, uh, a top five based off of our cumulative scores, which sometimes makes the guests um, hate us. Um, <laughs> we've, been, we've been called bastards before by a couple of our guests for making them score a record that they cherish and love, but... Um, I think by by doing it this way, we've really got some great conversation because it's it's more than just surface level of oh I I kind of like this song okay well <laughs> why is this your 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 number seven as opposed to your your top song um, you know is it the lyrics is it 
because there's this one hook in it that's just you know great you know the the drummer is on top of his game on this particular you know so it it really causes the 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 guest to to really think about the record and i think that it 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 translates into some really fun episodes well i do too but that was a really long elevator ride um <laughs> i told i told you it was it was going to be bad i'm trying to promote the record i you know trying to p- promote our our podcast it's um i yeah i just get talking about it and it's a, it's a, it's a passion project for us yeah i get it the the, the thing I think that connects you and I is that love of music and those uh, just the enjoyment of records and just the the simple pleasure of putting an album on and listening to it start to finish. And, you know, I do album rankings, too. So I, I know sometimes it's difficult when you're trying to choose which which of your children you love the most kind of thing. Right. And it's right. it's it's uh, it's difficult. But I, that's one of the things that I find compelling about the show is that you guys you guys do go back and forth and and sometimes you you're you're really not on the same page about a song and and it's that i think makes for a good podcast because then you there's that moment of trying to explain yourself and and maybe even trying to persuade the other person a little bit of, of what you're hearing in the music and um i, I in fact i just one too long ago I, I was listening to your show about the um about cheap trick at budokan Okay. Yeah. And I was like, one of, one of the few episodes <laughs> that we didn't have a guest on because that guest called us, called us like a half hour before we were supposed to record and said, I got a family emergency. I can't make it. Yeah. And so rather than, um, you know, messing up a, cause we record on Tuesdays and Saturdays, um, at least one of those days during, during the week. And we hadn't recorded earlier in the week and we we're like, crap you know we're gonna be a, a week behind on on a episode so we're like what can we what can we do in a half hour's notice and cheap tricks at budokan was one of those records that wayne and i we connected with in high school that was even though it had come out i don't know five six years before we were listening to it it was one of those songs that was kind of stuck in my cassette deck um and uh yeah it was one of those 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 albums that we connected over one of the few that back in the day that Wayne and I agreed on um if you've listened to a number of episodes you, you can you can tell that Wayne is more of the that he's more of the punk rock dude um the the hard rock dude and I'm more of the Americana guy so you know he, while he's listening to you know, um, he's a big Bowie fan. He's a big Stones fan. Mm-hmm. So while he's listening to 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 those guys, I'm I'm the Van Morrison and the, the Wilco and the, the the Neil Young guy. So um, yeah. So the yeah. The, so I'm I'm listening to the, the at Budokan episode and I'm like, well, surely Surrender is going to be everybody's number one right <laughs> but uh and you all had it high but it wasn't everybody's number one and, and it was interesting listening to y'all um you know give your reasoning for that and that's one of the things I enjoy about the show how did this how did this thing start was this something that you always wanted to do did you fall into it uh when did it start uh yeah I've shared I've shared this uh 
a, a few times and this is going to be long-winded as well so that's fine <laughs> you'll have to forgive me but um back in uh back in 2018 um wayne wayne and i were were both kind of going through some 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 of our own um struggles he was he was uh, in the midst of divorce number two um i was really unhappy with my job i didn't have a creative outlet um at that time you know i'd been in some cover bands locally and um you know i, I wasn't a good enough bass player to like be in a really good band <laughs> uh, uh you know so it, i didn't have a creative outlet at that time um i was going through a little bit of a writer's block and you know i was just listening i i i at that point i was i was commuting from winter garden to lake mary for 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 my work so i was in the car for two hours a day and listening to a lot of podcasts and i honestly i just didn't like a whole lot of the music podcasts that i was listening to there were a few that i really liked but the hosts just were like potty mouths and you know it's just it, th those were turnoffs like just talk about music you know stop trying to be funny and um shock me just let's talk about music and um i kind of talked wayne into to doing it with me and uh i said you know i think we could do this and uh and i'm because wayne and i for years are always texting each other of okay tell me your favorite your favorite guns and roses songs or it'd be like tell me your favorite bowie songs from the berlin period you know it's, it's just ran these random top 10 lists that we would yeah. come up with and and i'm like i bet other people would enjoy listening to us have these really dumb conversations about about music and um, so I talked him into it. Honestly, the first 10, 12 episodes, it was just me and him. They, some of them were a little rough because we were tr trying to figure out how to be podcast hosts. And um, after a while, I'm like, you know, let's, let's start inviting people on. And um, so we, uh, I invited a couple of my friends who are also musicians, and it kind of just ballooned from there. You know, because we we thought, oh, we'll we'll have guests on like twice a month, and you know that's that's enough variety to keep it fresh. We got into this really good groove where. So I don't know if you listen to the Scotch and Good Conversation podcast, local local. No. So so Peter is a local podcaster here in Central Florida as well, and I was listening to his podcast and. Um, he asks all of his guests, who do you know that I don't know that should come on my podcast? And I'm like, that's freaking brilliant. Like, <laughs> like he's, he's pulling these, these, these people who he's already built this rapport with and getting guests from, from this. So I started, we started doing that as well. And, um, so we, we started with um, Ira Elliott, who is the drummer for one of my favorite bands, Not A Surf. And we said, you know, who do you know? And he was like, you know who'd be great? Doug Gillard from Guided By Voices. He should come on your podcast. And I'm like, okay, well, let's, let's have Doug come on. And we went from, so Doug comes on, somebody in the Guided By Voices uh, fan club 
catches a hold of of our episode and shares it and so because i'm i'm you know when you're first starting a podcast you're always looking at your numbers and saying okay well (laughs) you know that's great i had 15 people download my podcast yesterday (laughs) um you know and and um so you know i'm checking checking the the numbers and all of a sudden we went from like you know 15 downloads for for a day to like there was 400 downloads and i'm like what the hell just happened um and it was because somebody somebody had shared it mm-hmm. so doug you know introduced us to somebody else we we threw that question out to a couple other other guests that we had on and it's now ballooned to the point where instead of having guests on twice a month we have guests on twice a week and like i we're we're recording this first of may um i'm already booking people for late july wow so and and people want to come on our podcast because their friends are going hey (laughs) you 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 want it you want a a really fun 90 minutes go hang out with ben and wayne so that's that's a, a huge compliment to us because you know, people, people want to hang out with us and talk music, which it's, it's humbling. It's fun. It's a fun, uh, fun activity, I think for anybody. Yeah. What is your, I don't, I don't know the answer to this question. So I'm going in blind. Is this, yeah. do you have a real job? Oh yeah. Uh, okay. So is this something that you, you would hope at some point will become your real job? Um. Or I, I should rephrase. Do you want this to become an, self-sustaining enough that it can be your main source of income no and and the reason why is um a it's me and wayne so it would it would have to be big enough that it would have to sustain both of us Mm -hmm. because he he's committed uh to to doing this originally it was like he told me he's like uh you know if you want to have some of your friends you know host guest host with with you for some episodes you know go go for it so we started doing that because he didn't want to be available twice a week and then he he kind of had that um the 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 fomo uh where he was (laughs) he was he was missing out on some some really good conversations so it would have to be something that would sustain both of us and both of us make okay money at what Mm -hmm. we're doing and uh, I don't, I don't think that it would, we would ever get to the point where it would sustain both of us. Second thing is I, I don't know if, if it turns into a job, would the passion for music still be there because it would turn into a job right now. It's just, it's a passion thing mm-hmm. and it's fun. And um, yeah, I don't, I don't think that there's, there's that long game. I think it's just a, it's a side project and it's, it's fun while we're, while we're doing it. One of the things I like about your show, you, you do this every show, as far as I can tell, is you ask the same question at the beginning of every show. What t-shirt are you wearing? That's the all important question. Yes. Yep. What is the germination for that? That, uh, and has it been there from the beginning or did that come along somewhere after you'd started? It's, it's been there from the beginning. Um, the germination of that is Wayne has a closet full of t-shirts. And so 
we thought that it would be fun as an icebreaker to just talk about some of his his t-shirts <laughs> then he decided i'm gonna wear a different t-shirt for every single episode and i'm like okay but we're doing this for the long haul you realize that so we've done we've done over 180 episodes wayne is on about 165 of them and he is not worn a single shirt more than once on on the podcast um our guests love us because uh sometimes he will come prepared and he will have bought a shirt off of their website or he will like i don't know if you if you've listened to too many episodes but i really handle the interview portion at the beginning mm -hmm. now that we're doing video recording as well i've caught him on what he's doing during the interview portion because he's usually pretty quiet during that point it's because he's shopping for t-shirts <laughs> he's literally shopping for t-shirts for future episodes oh does he have a count of how many t-shirts he owns no but we just started a patreon and he's like i gotta get rid of some we're gonna we're gonna start giving some of these away to our patreon supporters <laughs> that's so, great yeah. that's great i was gonna ask you because i can't tell what shirt you're wearing what what is that t-shirt that you're wearing <laughs> so i am wearing um one of our guests was a band called ships have sailed they're an la band and um this is one of my most comfortable t-shirts like he even when the when um the guy from ships of sale came on he's like yeah you know, and he sold me on he's like we really made sure that these weren't just some crappy hanes t-shirts we we wanted to make sure that they were comfy and so i'm like all right well i'll go buy one and i did and it's it's now one of my favorite t-shirts because thanks yeah i Recently, when Amoeba Records uh, or M Amoeba Music reopened out west, yeah, I wanted to support them, and so I thought, um, well, I could just I could buy a record, but then I have to wait for the record. So why don't I just buy some merch? So I which, bought this. Which one did you go to? I got the Berkeley, oh, Berkeley. one. Okay. There it is, because I it seemed less somehow less touristy than the Hollywood <laughs> one, whatever. You know. Because <laughs> uh, I was going to ask, uh, I was going to ask if you went to the Hollywood one because one of our one of our former guests, Ronnie Barnett, works at that at that Hollywood location. Um, Ronnie is the the former basis of the band. Um, oh, crap! I knew I was going to uh, totally space it. Yeah, now I'm 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 spacing it out. I've had too, too many guests. <laughs> You can, that's edit right. this. you can edit this part out. <laughs> sure that's that's what i do i i, I edit video <laughs> um that's okay i i find too that things that i knew you know band i knew i used to be able to say you know every every band member of every band from every album i own for I'm years old. and years and years i'm old now I and just, i can't do that anymore yeah, I, can't, I can't the muffs um, the muffs that is the band, the Muffs. Okay, somebody will talk about a you know a bass player, a guitarist, and I'll be like, I know that name, and it and I can't. The brain won't make the connections anymore, and then they'll oh, tell yeah. me, and I'm like, oh yeah, duh, yeah, yeah. Um, that's what happens when you get old. So that's that's a fun thing for younger, you know, 
yeah, folks to look forward that's to. what you have to look forward to yeah <laughs> yeah uh they need to fix that get on that science i mean what are you doing <laughs> uh do you have a like ready at the top of your front of your frontal lobe a top five albums of all time do you do you all constantly revise it or do you just know these are my desert island discs uh it changes it changes with the times. Um, I have a couple of go-tos that I, you know, I listen to uh, every, you know, every few months because it's just, I, I, I need to do that table reset. You mm. know, sometimes, sometimes we, we do episodes that the guests pick that um, aren't my favorite. Um, and so I kind of need that, that palate cleanse. Um, I listen to, to Neil Young's Harvest probably every four or five months. Um, that's one of my one of my uh, all-time go-tos. Um, Acting Baby from from U2 is another one of my go-tos. Uh, I've been on record of saying that REM is my favorite favorite uh, band of all time. So, you know, pick pick any <laughs> any one from them, whether it's Murmur, whether it's uh, Automatic for the People, whether it's Reckoning, whether it's uh, life's rich pageant i mean that could be my favorite rem album that week mm-hmm. um, so that that's that's another one of my go-tos i love a lot of the the early 90s uh kind of uh, college well i kind of i ca- i call it whiner rock because you know <laughs> it's a it's a little bit a little bit whiny um so you know i'm uh, Counting Crows, Gin Blossoms, Toad the Wet Sprocket, that that kind of genre. Uh, sure. I'm a, a big fan of August and Everything After from Counting Crows. That's another one of those albums that I go go back to on a on a regular basis. I do have a couple other albums that that uh, would probably surprise people. Um, Carbon Leafs, Indian Summer is a, is an album that I go back to. Uh, on a regular basis they're one of my favorite live bands uh, i've had a couple of the guys from from that band on as as guests and i'm a big wilco fan so uh yankee hotel foxtrot is is uh, is a record that i i put on every couple months as well and um, because i grew up in the seattle area uh pearl jams versus uh, uh that's that's one that I go to go back to. Ten, of course, is just freaking classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I listen to that uh, every every couple months. And um, I'm a big Posies fan. I don't know if you're okay. familiar with the Posies, yeah. but um, uh, Dear Twenty Three and Frosting on the Beater and Amazing mm-hmm. Disgrace. Those those three albums that came out uh, uh, back in the the, the early '90s to, to mid '90s. Yeah, I remember um, flavor of the month being um, be, being a very heavy rotation on on uh, alt rock radio at the time. Yeah. Um, I, you know, where I was in Columbus, Ohio at the time, was kind of where I grew up, and and they had CD one hundred and one, which I think is CD one hundred and two point one now. But it's uh, okay. yeah, they they played that all the time. Yeah, yeah. So that's so those are some of my go tos. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm 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 constantly acquiring music. Uh, if you're if you follow me on Twitter or or Facebook, you can you can see what I'm I'm spinning on a regular yeah. basis. Um, I, 
I don't post everything that I'm listening to. Mm-hmm. I probably listen to five or six albums a day. Uh, it's background music while I'm working from, from home. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's it. Do you go to a lot of shows? Uh, I did before COVID. Uh, I would probably, I would, yeah, I would probably go to about two, two or three shows a a month. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I I love, I love the, the, the local scene here in Orlando. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's, uh, it's actually really good uh, and, and hits my sensibilities. I'm, I'm an Americana fan. So there, there are some, some, some good artists here. Uh, Big fan of Thomas Wynn and the Believers you're familiar with them uh, i don't know a whole lot i will admit i don't know a whole lot about the the music scene here other than a, a band a friend of mine is in uh called heart attack diner okay um they play around sometimes but um i have I, not I, seen them but i have heard i've heard the name yeah so uh but i love to go shows at the plaza because it's such a nice intimate you know, great. Uh, show a uh, place. All of the shows I had lined up to go to in 2020 have been rescheduled. And so I'm looking forward to that, but I got to wait till 2022. And Me I got to admit, some of these folks are not the youngest musicians. And I'm a little concerned <laughs> about buying tickets in advance for people like Justin Hayward and uh, Colin Hay and, and yeah. Bruce Hornsby. Cause they're not spring chickens anymore. <laughs> well, the only, the only show that I really wanted to go to last year was the Doobie brothers because Michael McDonald um, had got back with, with the guys. And that again has been rescheduled to 2022 and um, you know, fingers crossed that cause those guys aren't young either. So mm-hmm. fingers crossed that nobody, uh, nobody kicks the bucket before we see them <laughs> i it's a it's a terrible discussion we're having i know it is it is so morbid but whatever i, I just bought tickets yesterday to i have to go up north to see them because they're not playing anywhere near here I, I got genesis tickets okay um, because uh genesis for me is like your rem that's my that's my band that's uh, yeah my favorite band and and the favorite album could change on, on any given day. It has often changed on any given day, but I saw them in 2007 and I, I know what I'm getting into. I know they're not, not as energetic, you know, the, the, right. the beats slowed down a little bit. The register has come down, a, you know, a, a little, um, Phil's was, voice isn't was, as strong. Yeah. Was Phil playing the drums during that tour or he was still playing the drums then, but okay. he was uh, really putting himself through torture every night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, he, he started to really get, um, you know, his infirmities started kicking midway through that tour and he just somehow pushed through it. Um, Cause this kid, Nick is playing drums for them now. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, give him one last send off. So I'm going back to Columbus to see them. Yeah, a, a whole adventure with Ticketmaster and their whole system, but I managed awful. to get tickets. <laughs> it's awful. Ticketmaster is the the devil. It, it was surprising. What happened was I was. You had to become a verified fan to be part of the pre-sale, so you had to sign right. up. Yep. So you had to pick your venue, click on the venue, sign up to become a verified fan. And then if you got selected for the pre-sale, then they would send you the night before the pre-sale, they would send you the URL and your code. 
So the night before I get my URL, my code, I didn't really mess around with it. But the next day in the early in the morning before 10, the 10 o'clock was the sale started. I went and I clicked on the thing and I noticed this is a link for Cleveland, not for Columbus. This is not, <laughs> this is not right. So of course I, I tried to find the Ticketmaster phone number. I call it. We're not answering phone, <laughs> phone at this time. Please see our website, blah, blah, blah. You go to the website, they have a live chat feature, but it's only for if you have, have already made an order and you have an order right. number. Right. So I used their message, which emails them. And I told them, here's my, here's my problem. Didn't expect to hear back from them. Uh, 10 o'clock came, I got in the queue and I'm like, Oh, I'll just put, I figured out what the Columbus URL was just by the last two, two characters in the URL for Cleveland. And they let me in the queue, let me in. And then I put my code in and it wouldn't take my code. So I screwed around with that for 15 minutes. And then I got an email from Ticketmaster answering me and they gave me another code. So by then, you know, all the really good seats in my price range are gone. Um, of course, of course. I, I'm left, you know, with the, with what was left. And so I found some and I bought them and I was looking around and it's amazing to me how many, uh, I looked at some of the, they gave me some universal code because I tried a couple of the other venues and it worked and it was amazing to me how many how how different the pricing was at different arenas around the country like charlotte's was really expensive um and columbus's cheapest ticket was twice of what cleveland's cheapest ticket was and i was trying to figure out why that was and i like i'm on ticket master and it's not even showing me the cleveland date and i'm like so i did a google search real quick and went in it's like oh yeah Cleveland is a seat geek arena, not a Ticketmaster arena. Uh, and so somehow they're able to, you know, make it cheaper or make it less expensive for fans. Interesting. Interesting. It was, it was, a, it was an ordeal, but I got the tickets and I'm, I'm set to go. And now I'm just hoping everybody stays healthy, you know, till December. <laughs> yeah. Fingers crossed on that. Yeah. I don't, I don't have, um, so I bought I bought tickets for Toad the Wet Sprocket, Gin Blossoms, Bare Naked Ladies. That was supposed to happen in a couple of weeks. Um, they ended up pushing that to next year as well, um, probably because the Canadians aren't letting one in, anyone in or out. <laughs> yeah. So so Bare Naked Ladies, they're stuck up there. So yeah, between that and the Doobie Brothers, those were the only two that I really wanted to see. Um, I do have I do have some some tickets. You're, you're up in Lake Mary area. Yeah. Sanford. So pretty close. Okay. So, so Tuffy's, mm -hmm. I haven't been to, I haven't been to that venue yet, but uh, one of my former, uh, former guests uh, in great Peacock, the band great Peacock is mm -hmm. supposed to be there with Cordova's uh, in a couple of weeks. So um, perks of perks of doing the podcast is uh, I'm on the list. So, um, so I get to go that, 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 and that's my first, that's my first live event in what, 14 months, 15, 16 months, 16 months. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I can imagine it's, it's been a, it's been a long run. You're all vaccinated up. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Records revisited. I know you, uh, you know, I see your tweets. I see, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, I just found this for three bucks at a 
thrift store or whatever, you know, sometimes yeah. you're, you're putting some, some uh, of your recent finds on there. Obviously you're not just a records guy. You got CDs, you still got cassettes. I, I have very few cassettes left and, the, and mostly that is because my cassette deck pooped out on me, <laughs> me about 10 years ago. And I haven't been able to find a good replacement deck that I'm, you know, I'm not willing to pay an arm and a leg for. And uh, you can find refurbished cassette decks, you know, from, you know, the geeks that, 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 that's what they do. Yeah. Um, they're not cheap. And so, um, um, yeah, so I, I have a handful of cassettes, but, um, nothing, nothing crazy. Plus if you go to Goodwill or if you go to Salvation Army, you're not going to find cassettes. You're just not. I, and I don't know where they are. I think they're they're all in landfills now or something because I, ne- I never see I never see cassettes out there. But you do see a bunch of CDs. And before the before the pandemic started, I was I was a avid a bargain bin shopper for for vinyl. And um, with the pandemic, it seems like everybody is out buying vinyl so <laughs> yeah what what i was paying you know two or three dollars for um pre-pandemic you know they're all going for like eight ten dollars now and um i'm still shopping out there you yeah. know i'll i'll go on these little binges and uh, i'd be like oh i gotta i gotta add that to my collection so like recently i went through a heart phase and so okay um, because uh, growing up in Seattle, that wasn't my band. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was more into the the the, the sound gardens and the, the the Pearl Jams and the Posies and Heart was, well, they were Heart, you know. <laughs> and uh, and so recently, I I uh, I don't know, about a year ago, I got in a uh, a lot of records that I that I won on eBay and hearts self-titled album was included in that and um so i put that on i'm like yeah this is this is really good and um so i kind of went through a heart phase and so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm uh i've been purchasing some of their albums re-listening to you know some of their some of their stuff which is it's it's spotty you know don't don't go listen to passion works for instance that's not it's not good no i think um, they have uh, they have one good song on there and then eh, the rest yeah is and and the one song that i used to like like now i listen to it i'm like oh my gosh it's so 80s like, <laughs> i can't i can't listen to it but 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 if you go back to their like their first four albums are just strong and so i'm like i i gotta have that I gotta have Dreamboat Annie in my yeah. collection. I've got to have Baby Lestrange in, in my collection. So. Yeah, I went through that with with Walmart before they shrunk and shrunk their music section to almost nothing. They had yeah. uh, when they still had a, like a full wall of of CDs. Um, every now and then they would get in like a whole collection of a band for, and and put them all out there for like four or five ninety nine. And I'd be like, yeah. okay, here's Dog and Butterfly. Here's Baby Lestrange. Here's you know dreamboat right. annie that's how i got all of those so yeah uh and i did that with several bands i think um acdc i got a lot of acdc that way very good um yeah. 
So I, I like to shop the bargains too. Did you get, because you're old enough to have done this, did you get out of vinyl and then back into vinyl or did you just never stop with vinyl? I got out of it and, and it was, wasn't mostly be, it was mostly because, uh, and I've shared this on the podcast, so I'll, I'll shrink it down, but um, I moved to Florida 20 years ago and uh, prior to that, I had pretty extensive vinyl collection. I DJed for uh, a number of years. So I had, uh, you know, I had all sorts of club remixes and whatever of, of different bands. And I sold almost all of my vinyl collection to pay for the move to come mm -hmm. down here to Florida. And, um, you know, I kept a handful of, of records and I'm like, I, I can't. I can't get rid of that. Um, but uh, I pretty much got rid of everything. There's a lot these days now that I kick myself because, you know, I had original, I had almost all of the Smith collection um, and trying to find any of the originals um, will set you back a few dollars. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I'm kind of kicking myself on, on certain things like that. Uh, you know, the clash records that I sold and the original big audio dynamites and, you know, that, that whole era, I sold a lot of the vinyl from, from that. I had a large Led Zeppelin collection as well. Um, I think I had, I think I had everything except for Coda on vinyl. And I sold all of those as well. And so again, can't find those, you know, cheaply. Yeah. Um, so especially uh, not that, those old, those old pressings uh, that sound yeah, so good. Yeah. Um, they're, they're tough. So I did, so I did get out of it for uh, about 10 years. And, and then um, about 10 years ago, I slowly started buying vinyl. If I would, if I would see it, um, you know, for, for cheap, I would, I would pick up a record or two. And then, um, since doing the podcast, I've, I've really gotten into physical media. Mm -hmm. So between CDs and, and records, that's just, yeah, that's, that's my thing. Do you have a count? Do you know how many, uh, titles you have? I have no idea. <laughs> I really have no idea. I mean, here, I'll, I'll show you, I'll show you the video <laughs> of my, of my wall. So here is, that's all the vinyl. Um, that's one one thing of of CDs there. Some CDs over here. Uh, you can see the stacks on my piano as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I've got, uh, I think A through E is out in the front room. Um, I've got soundtracks and a music uh, in a, a milk crate um, over by my feet over here um yeah it's just <laughs> it's all over the place and um you know over by my by stereo i've got i've got three giant stacks of cds that you know i've purchased over the last couple months that mm -hmm. um i just haven't listened to yet I'll, yeah i'll eventually get to that <laughs> this is half my cd collection uh okay. the other half's in the other corner same same shelves custom same, same shelves. Yeah. yeah and then i have box sets and dvds that have cds in them uh in my entertainment center under my tv uh, but i have a count because i have i i'm an insane person and i have everything in discogs <laughs> and, yeah. and i uh 
I, but I kept it, I kept it all in a spreadsheet, which I lost when a computer crashed years ago. Now I have it in a word doc, uh, Google doc okay. so that it's out there. It's out there. Yeah. yeah. And then I've also recently, my, my buddy talked me into putting it all on Discogs, So I put it all in Discogs, and that took weeks. So, yeah, I just, even thinking about putting my collection on Discogs gives me anxiety. <laughs> yes, I, I, I wouldn't recommend it. I wouldn't I recommend it to anyone. I don't want to do it. Uh, if you do it from it. the beginning, great. Or if you do it when your collection is small, great. But yeah. it's it's very daunting. It's like I would just try to do, let me just try to get through 50 a day. And yeah, would... and, and and I don't know if you're the type of, type of person. So um, when I started collecting CDs, you know, impulsively back in the nineties, I was also the guy who would also go to the CD, you know, the UCD places and exchange stuff all the time. You know, it'd be like, yeah, I haven't listened to this and I'm probably not going to listen to it again for three years. I might as well just get something different. Mm -hmm. And um, so I, I do that all the time as well. So putting something on Discogs, knowing that I'm probably going to flip it um, probably just would not be a good thing. And I, and every couple of years I will, I will go through these phases where I'm like, it's time to, it's time to pare down the collection. So I just, I just got done selling. I think I sold about $500 worth of my CDs. Mm. Um, just, and you'll be pained to know that some of them were Genesis, early, <laughs> early Genesis CDs that I was just like, I'm never, yeah. I have multiple copies of them. So I'm, okay. <laughs> I'm, right. I'm set there. So it wasn't uh, you that bought no. it. Did you, did you keep the Buster soundtrack? Um, I did keep the Buster soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And you know what it was? I, so I got through, I got through the entire soundtrack and I'm like, eh, you know, it's, it's cool. I can, I could get a hold of any of these songs on Spotify and then groovy kind of love is i believe is the last song on the record and i'm like i i don't know if i want to admit this but <laughs> i really love that song it's a great like, song it's so i'm like i gotta keep this yeah so yeah yeah i have i have that song on various discs i do not have the buster soundtrack it's one of the very few things from phil collins that i don't have um because I have all of his solo stuff there's too. What, three, there's three songs, three songs on that. That's yeah, I think so. And then the rest are, you know, 60s, 60s yeah, or early 70s tunes. And I have, um, like, because you know, I have, a, I have a Tarzan soundtrack and his Brother Bear soundtrack. And okay, I went, I got the Brother Bear soundtrack at Best Buy the day that it came out because I'm that much of a geek <laughs> when it comes to Phil Collins and Genesis. Um, but that's that's what I like. Hey man, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. So your your show is available basically everywhere down down uh, podcasts are downloadable, right? You can find it anywhere. I don't know if we're on Amazon. I don't think I ever posted it to the Amazon podcast platform, but yeah, you can find us anywhere. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Castbox, Apple Apple Podcasts, wherever. Yeah, we're we're all over the place. You're, you say you record on Tuesdays and Saturdays. Do you have a, what is your set release schedule? Uh, typically, what, so it, it just kind of depends on how many we have in the can. Um, we typically will, will release an episode every Tuesday. 
However, if it's a if it's a week where we have two episodes to release, uh, it's Monday and Friday. So we're recording this on a week where I have two episodes coming out. So um, after I get done here, I will be posting Fridays out there. So you know, it's right there as soon as people wake up in the morning, it'll be downloaded into their phone. What was your, do you remember what your fate, your very first favorite song was? Very first. When you um, think back when you're a kid and you, there's, there, there's one that sticks out for me. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a couple. I've got a couple. Um, I remember uh, late seventies. I, my dad listened to a lot of soft rock stations and I remember hearing uh, the the station that he that he listened to played Bridge Over Troubled Water all the time, and so I thought it was a new song. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't. It had come <laughs> out like you know eight years prior to that. But I, that was the that was the one song that every time I would hear it, I would just be mesmerized by it, um, especially the ending part. Um, and then when I when I got a hold of a cassette player the 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 one song that i completely fell in love with was train in vain from the clash Mm. i got a little little play on the uh, top 40 radio station and i recorded off on on cassette listened to it all the time had no idea that the clash were this you know punk rock band (laughs) you know because train in vain it's 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 kind of poppy yeah, uh, you know it's it's not a punch in your face, typical Clash song. And so, when I finally bought London Calling a few years later, because I found out you know what record that 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 was on, you know I get it home and I'm like, what what, <laughs> what did I just buy? <laughs> yeah, that's a little. There's a lot of different songs uh, on that album that yes, don't there is. don't go with Train in Vain uh stylistically i remember also thought it was a new song uh but it wasn't it was i guess five or six years old and was in love with yellow submarine by the beatles okay because you know the beatles were even in the early 70s the beatles were still all over the radio oh yeah and and they are now if you listen to classic rock stations but yes um but yeah back then it was you know and my my parents liked the beatles and and it was like my parents did not we've we've (laughs) we've talked about this on a couple episodes my dad hated john lennon (laughs) hated john lennon Um, yeah so so every time hey jude would come on the radio station my dad would change the channel yeah my dad liked the early beatles he didn't obviously didn't like what they became later on and sure um my mom liked them but she was kind of she was kind of whatever's on the radio is fine with her. Um, and that was on the radio a lot. She, she did have a favorite. She had, she was a Barry Manilow uh, fan. Your parents were friends with my parents. Then. <laughs> my dad had a very eclectic, a, a, a lot of different tastes. He liked, he was, he liked a lot of country and he liked Elvis. He was a big Elvis fan. The beach boys were a big beach boys fan. Um, they had Sonny and Cher records. In the, you know, we had one of the big console uh, stereos oh, yeah. with the we, with the record rack inside of it. <laughs> yep, we had one of those as well. And um, horrible sounding. 
Yeah, I absconded with uh, what I believe was an original pressing of the first Monkeys album, which nice. I no longer have <laughs> because I got out of vinyl many years ago when I moved to I moved to Texas for a while. I was working in sports. I moved to Texas. Um, I I got rid of my stereo and bought a just a bookshelf system because I was all over on cassettes and CDs at this point. Yeah. And I didn't have a turntable for years. I kept the box of records that I had, like I, I had given some away, but I had kept most of them. And, but I knew they sounded just thrashed because my old stereo was just a Sears stereo with, I mean, it had no counterweight on it. You know, it was, I didn't know I was destroying these records when I was playing them. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and, and then when CDs came out, everybody's like, oh, you know, I, I miss vinyl. And I was thinking, I don't remember vinyl sounding all that good personally, but that's why, because I, I wasn't really, uh, first yeah. of all, nobody ever told me I had to clean my records, <laughs> you know? Um, and then, you know, I wasn't playing them on good equipment. So um, yeah, I, they wouldn't sound great. If I had kept them, they wouldn't be in very good shape. So uh, I got, when COVID hit, I actually got into uh, a little retail therapy and was buying uh, box sets that I had missed out on and I was like okay. uh, this band Marillion had a whole bunch of box sets come out oh, and I was okay. collecting those. And I thought, I, and I started thinking about getting a turntable again. And I was like, nah, it just seems like a lot of work. Uh, I don't know. I, you know, I, I hemmed and hawed for a long time and then um, I got laid off. So I was out of work for four months when I got back into when my, my actual, my job called me back, which was shocking because I've been laid off a lot of times and my old job has never called me back to work before. <laughs> um, and I was like, I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to get that turntable. And so like now I've got like, I don't know, I'm probably approaching 20 records, but my goal is to keep the, the vinyl collection small. Everything I own, I don't have to have a vinyl copy of. I want to keep it down to like, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this, but it probably won't happen. I want to, I want to try to not go over 200 records. And if I get to 200 records and I want to add one, then I feel like I need to get rid of one. 200 comes really quick. Yeah. I bet That's it does. All I can say. It just <laughs> came really quick. Oh man. So I got that to look forward to, to, to trying to, to maintain it. Cause the, the bottom line is if I, if I'm not playing them very often, then I shouldn't have them. And I, I want to have records that I play a lot. And yeah. so the goal was, I remember th there were three or four titles from when I was a kid that I really wanted to replace. Um, I really wanted to get back. And I, I've only so far gotten one of them back. And that is Boston's Don't Look Back. Okay. Which was, wasn't the first album I ever had, but it was one of the early ones that I just played to death. So did you get a... a early pressing of that or no i went and bought a new one a brand new okay. one that I okay. yeah. um, but i did look on discogs to find uh what people were saying about certain pressings uh, you know I, I took that seriously and i got a pretty good pressing of that and then so the other ones are uh cheap trick at budokan i want uh kiss alive because that was the first real rock and roll record that i owned uh, up to that point it was like ktel records and uh you know, oh, yeah. novelty records like Goofy Greats and um, the Grease soundtrack. <laughs> I have that one as well. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I wanted to, I want to get Kiss Alive and, uh, and then REO Speedwagon's High Infidelity, which is another one that I just played to death. I, I have been outbid so many times on eBay for High Infidelity. I still don't, <laughs> I still don't have a copy of that. So, yeah. yeah. 
it's uh so that's those are my grails and i will i will have them eventually i mean i could i could probably go on amazon and buy kiss alive but i like to go to the record stores (laughs) i do too i do too i and i will tell you this all right let me hold on So um, I just got this today. Okay. Um, Good album. I've had it on. I've had it on CD multiple times. Um, Because you know you you lend you lend your favorite record because you 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 want people to, you know, get turned on to it, and um, you don't always get your CDs back. (laughs) So I've I've owned Harvest a couple different times. So here, you know, I already mentioned one of the perks is uh, sometimes you get on the list for 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 free shows. Mm-hmm. Um, so today, one of our listeners, so his brother passed away recently, and had a big giant music collection, and he's like, I don't, I don't have the room for all of it. He's like, I want to, I want it to get in the hands of. You know some some people that uh, are actually going to listen to to the to the records. That's so nice. he's like, I'm so I'm going to send you I'm going to send you a box, and you know I'm thinking, okay, box is you know three or four, three or four records. Um, I think he sent me about forty records. Wow. And uh, also a couple. Um, he sent me an Almond Brothers box set, the Velvet Underground box set. There's a couple Bob Dylan CD remasters that he sent me as well. Um, so, so anyways, I'm going back up to Washington <laughs> in a couple of weeks. He also sent me, me, me a bunch of uh, Bob Dylan records. So I'm taking those up to Wayne. Um, I'm going to keep the, the, the Dylan CDs and Wayne's uh, Wayne's getting the record. So, um, so that's, that's, that's one of the perks of, of doing this is, mm-hmm people know that you're you're a record guy and um you're a collector and you know i think they can tell by our social media that we listen to them you know this yeah. is this is this is special to us uh, yeah. you know i just while i was making dinner i was listening to uh, neil young's rust and um you know there's just something magical about hearing that on vinyl um that I don't know. It just, yeah, I love it. I'm a music guy. I, I can't believe, I, I can't even imagine what he paid for postage for that. Um, That's, I don't want to know. <laughs> it's probably 30, a lot. $35, I think it was. Oh, man. And and I even said, dude, I'll, you know, I'll reimburse you for the postage. He's like, nope, I just want, I just want this to go to, to, uh, you know, um, somebody who's gonna who's gonna love it like my brother did mm. I'm like all right so so i found i found out what the name of his his brother's favorite charity was and so he's uh that charity is gonna get a, a little little check from me here to, to 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 pay for that postage i mean like i said I'm, I'm looking at the stuff that that was in that box and um i i, I couldn't even put a dollar figure on what he what he he gave me and wayne so so that's amazing yeah um right so how long do you plan to do this till it's not fun anymore uh i just 
<laughs> I just I just said on an episode, I said if if a guest picks a Celine Dion record to talk about, <laughs> that's when I hang it up. Um, so I mean, honestly, we've uh so we're 180 episodes into this. We've only done one Bowie episode. We haven't even done a Stones episode yet. That's coming up. Luckily, um, we did talk a guest into picking a stones record because i was like we haven't done stones yet so he's like hey let's do exile okay let's do it um we've done three beatles episodes so we still have you know we still have white album to talk about we still have sergeant peppers to talk about um there's still a lot of u2 albums that i haven't talked about yet We've only talked about one REM record. Actually, we've done two REM. We've done two REM albums. So there's there's still a lot of albums that we haven't talked about. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, honestly, as long as the the guests keep picking stuff that I'm like, oh, that's what you want to talk about? All right, cool. <laughs> like we just recorded, we just recorded um, uh, an episode for. Um, uh, Lucinda Williams. Okay. You know, not, not an artist that I, that I gravitate to. I, I don't mind her. Um, but as long as our guests keep picking stuff like Lucinda Williams and Gillian Welch and, um, you know, jellyfish, you know, that, that they're picking those, those kind of bands, Mm -hmm. we're going to be doing this for a while. And, um, you know what I, we, we didn't, we didn't go into this thinking, oh, well, we'll do this for 20 episodes and it's cool. Um, but now we're, we have a Patreon, um, now. And so we've got, we've got supporters who are essentially paying for the cost of, of our recording and Mm -hmm. for our podcast hosting. And, um, as long as they keep supporting us and, um, making it so that we're not losing money like we did for the first, two years of doing it um as long as that that keeps happening we're we're gonna keep doing it because um it's 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 fun and it's a passion thing at this point so the podcast is records revisited where can folks find you guys all over the internet uh if you go to records revisited podcast.com it'll take you over to our web um our our hosting site uh, you can find all the episodes there or, you know, like I mentioned, you can find us on all the, the podcast platforms and you can go download. Yeah. Twitter at records revisited. Uh, uh, it's at podcast records on, oh. on Twitter. Um, some, some British um, guy had our, had our, uh, had our Twitter handle. Um, they actually were, podcasting as well and uh under the records revisited name came out about the same time as we did and kind of talked them into changing their name it was a good thing that they did because i think they may have recorded six episodes yeah they got out quick (laughs) they got out quick yeah all right Which which you'll find which you'll find you know if you're if you're talking to you know um, people one of the things that you'll 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 know is that um, the shelf life of most podcasts is like 10 episodes 
Sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you have a Facebook too or no? Yeah, you can find us at Records Revisited Podcast on Facebook. Uh, Wayne Wayne does the Instagram because I don't really do Instagram, um, but you can find him on Records Revisited Podcast there as well. So a little bit different content there. He's not as um, active on the socials as I am, mm-hmm. um, but uh, every once in a while you can tell that he um, he's had a few. And um, so <laughs> he's had a few and he's listening to some of his because it, you know, it'd be like, these are my 10 favorite Ramones songs and here we go. And yeah, so different content there and it's, it's, it's good. Yeah. Well, that's what I, I, I like that, that you guys do that with the texting and it's, it's almost like you're um, living out a scene from uh, high fidelity for the, the, Oh, Oh, for sure. Yeah. We, we um, yeah, we, we can sometimes be that, that guy. Yeah, I was I was once accused by my my wife. We we're watching that movie, and she looked at me and said, "That's you and your friends." <laughs> like I'm I'm not that snobby, am I? Okay, maybe sometimes. I you know what I if you would have talked to me 15 years ago, I was that snobby. 15 years ago, I would not be buying hard albums, for instance. Mm. So, yeah. You do mellow a little with age and you, you go, okay, there's foods that I didn't used to like that I now like. Maybe there's music I didn't used to like that I, I would like now. Yeah, um, for sure. That's pretty good. I still don't like Celine Dion. <laughs> I recently had, uh, I recently discussed a Celine Dion song um, when Jim Steinman passed away and I did a, I did a, a newsletter on, uh, on the top 10 Jim Steinman songs because I think even, I'm not a Celine guy, but the song that he wrote that she did was really good. So, which was, I knew you were going to ask me that. I'm doing that brain thing where I can't think of it. Um, it's all coming back. All coming back now. to me now. Yeah. yeah. Well, imagine forgetting a that, title like that. That that sounds. It sounds like a Jim Steinman song. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah um, sure. He's he he had a lot of really great long title, like making love out of nothing at all. <laughs> I forgot that was his. That's a yeah. lot of syllables for a song title. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, I'd always, I'd always been a fan of his songs and a lot of times I didn't know they were his songs until much, much later. And, um, I grew up, I mean, you grew up not that long after me, but everybody I knew had meatloaf spat out of hell and oh, yeah. we just played the crap out of it all the time. In fact, I never owned a copy of it until probably just a few years ago because everyone I knew had it. So I never had, had to do that. I, I don't know if you did this, but we did. You know, when money was limited, we just would say, "Okay, you're getting that album. I'll get this album, and then we'll just, you know, swap it and loan it we, to each other." We we just recorded an episode on the Cure's Wish, and we talked we talked about on that episode how, in the early '90s, you know, we were in those stages of life where we didn't have a whole lot of extra, you know, extra scratch. Mm-hmm. But that was that was a band that both of us were like uh no i'm getting this this is this is going in my collection so so we go to tower records and usually the the case was we would buy i would buy one record he would he would record it on cassette and vice versa Mm -hmm. and um nope for the cures wish both of us got in line with our own copies yeah 
Ben Montgomery from Records Revisited. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, it, you Absolutely. Know, I, I kept you longer than I, I would normally keep somebody, but uh, I, I enjoyed talking uh, music with, well, with anybody, but it's it's very easy when you, you find a kindred spirit and, um, you know, looking forward to listening to a lot more of your podcasts. And, you know, I don't listen to all of them because I always check out what albums you're, you're doing first. And I'm like, if it's something I'm into, I'm like, yeah, I want to hear what they said about that. But if yeah. it's not, Maybe I'll, I'll put it on the back burner and it just catches in my podcatcher and just sits there for a while until I go, oh, I got to get rid of some of these. But um, and I do the same with with uh, Pat Francis, the uh, Rock Solid show uh, okay. as well. Um, yep. But um, yeah, thanks so much for being with me this week. And, uh, you know, keep doing what you're doing, because it's it's it, it really comes across your, your love of the music comes across your your willingness to laugh at yourself sometimes about some of the stuff that you like, even though it may not be all that cool sometimes is, is that comes through. And I think it's just, I think just anybody that listens to your show will listen and hear uh, some familiar stories uh, that they can relate to. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's um, since we're both central Florida, let's uh, let's meet up sometime. For sure. Michael's Record Collection is hosted and produced by Michael Citro. Logo graphic courtesy of Jerry Cutchins. Follow Michael's Record Collection on social media, at Mike's Records on Twitter, Michael's Record Collection on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. For the free newsletter version, subscribe at substack.com and just type Michael's Record Collection into the search bar. Thanks for listening. <laughs>